I like these Long Island iced teas. Is there any zombie takeout in them? Welcome to episode 35 of Zombie, Zombie Takeout, Takeout. the B-Movie and Cult Movie Podcast. I'm Uncle John. And I'm Scotto. And just a, a quick correction before we get into this week's movie. I was editing last week's show, and when I said that uh, after we recorded um, the, the Tromeo episode, I wanted to watch it again, and then I wanted to watch it again after I did the edit, I actually said Toxie, not Tromeo, but I was referring to Tromeo. Just oh, wanted wow, to you know. clarify. Yeah, I, I neither of us picked up on the fact that I, I said it like three times and I said Toxie each time. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow, I must have been zonked. <laughs> just wanted to clarify, uh, just in case you, there was some misunderstanding there. And now this week's movie, and as I said on Facebook uh, last week when we were going to record this initially, uh, we weren't kidding about bringing the pain. Right, uh, I'll, I'll explain. Um we had watched so many good movies consecutively. Uh, I mean, we were on an awesome streak. I think there. it was four. I, it may have even more than that. I mean, God's must be crazy. God's must be crazy. TMBG, yeah, Romeo and Scotland PA. Four yeah. good ones in a row. We had to plumb the depths once again. Right. The show was getting a little too repetitive about. Oh, oh that was awesome, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. And so we needed to. Um, we need to do some suffering. We need to do some penance. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember when we first uh, thought of this idea of doing this podcast, I thought we were going to be the guys on uh, Mystery Science Theater. Ah. <laughs> we were just going to be held captive watching terrible movie after terrible movie. Hmm. And, and here I, I wind up liking the majority of them. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Ah. But not this week. No. Oh, no. <laughs> ah, yes. All right, so this week, we're we say do- what we're doing? No, we're not. We haven't we yet. Have um, but I think we're both trying to put it off. Well, woo! We sat down and watched 1995's Species. Species. Did you say feces? No, I said species. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> Same difference. <laughs> Just watch it try to trailing down the screen. <laughs> that visual <laughs> would have been more enjoyable. We already know where this one's going, folks. It was like we had a visit from Mr. Hanky. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, and now it's time uh, for the impromptu plot summary. I keep what pressing is the sponsor for this week's impromptu plot summary. We anyway. hadn't discussed, but I I think I have an idea. You I'm going to say that this week's impromptu plot summary is brought to you by the Ben Kingsley Need the Dollar Fund. <laughs> could you could you adopt a Ben Kingsley? <laughs> Just twenty twenty five dollars a month, less than a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. You could keep him from making terrible films. Yes. <laughs> Please give, so we don't have to sit through more movies like this. <laughs> All right. Really, where to begin with this? Um. 
I don't know if it's a, a plot summary as much as a theme, but uh, well, you know what? I'll just give the plot summary a go. Yeah. Um, stupid Earthlings are uh, trying to find alien life forms, so we broadcast our strengths and weaknesses out there. We receive two transmissions. One is uh, let me get think if I get this right in order. Um, it's a bunch of technology uh, stuff way ahead of us. So wow, we're we're advanced now. The other one is their DNA, a sam- mm-hmm. yeah, a collection of their DNA samples. So um, well, they decide let's breed some of these in the lab and see what happens. Yeah, well, that's always a good idea. Right. Well, it apparently. Um, created a supermodel <laughs> and um then it um pretty much went for the movie life force from there <laughs> you know yeah yeah <laughs> didn't occur to me but yeah naked chick walking around uh killing a bunch of people and um some shit's blown up and uh, uh, uh oh yeah she turns into the creature from alien yeah and that, 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 that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, it should be pointed out that there were three sequels to this. Yeah. Two, and you know, the second one was in a theater, was, in, was theatrically released, the other two straight to video, all creatively titled Species 2, 3, and 4. What was so annoying was the subtle... Um, yeah. Moment where they were trying, where they were planning the seed for the sequel, <laughs> when he was getting choked by the arm, mm-hmm. and then as soon as he cut the arm off, instead of burning it, he throws it down the drain or whatever. Yeah, I believe when I saw because I I actually did see this in the theater. I actually yelled, "I smell sequel!" when that happened. <laughs> you didn't yell, "That's gotta hurt." <laughs> That's gotta hurt. I think this was before I saw Army of Darkness, actually. <laughs> I was so, thinking George Costanza. Ah, that was his original line to yell in the movie. Never mind. Okay, yeah, I got to yeah, explain yeah. it. It's not funny. <laughs> Whereas this movie was. <laughs> it was. Uh, let's see where to begin with this. Um, uh, oh, obviously, let's uh, start with. I think what he was trying to go for. Uh, when he was putting the the, the characters together, mm-hmm. he was paying uh, homage. <laughs> if you saw Cop Out, cut, shout out uh, <laughs> to uh, Kevin Smith, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was paying homage to uh, to Star Trek: The Next Generation because was it just me, or was Forrest Whitaker channeling Marina Sirtis for the pilot episode? Yeah. Wow. Yes. How did I not pick up on that the first time I saw this? But everything, mm-hmm. I'm feeling anger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she was she was frightened, so she killed. And, and just a bit about his character. Um, okay, they say he's an empath. Right. Empath is is sort of a low level psychic who can read emotions. If you're a truck, if you're a Dex Gen fan, you know that. Um, right. Marina Sirtis's character. Yet, okay, at points he's psychometric. At points he's straight up psychic. At one point, he <laughs> reads her off of a, recor- a video recording. Right. <laughs> I mean, there's all sorts of crazy things. It's just like, what? what is he supposed to be? Is he an alien? That would have been an awesome oh, twist. Yeah. <laughs> totally different movie. There's your movie. He turns out to be an alien, and that's the deal. 
be sabotageable chief. Mm. Instead, no. <laughs> we what we had was a remake of way it was sort of Star Trek the Next Generation meets Life Force, mm-hmm. which starred Patrick Stewart, by the way. Yeah. Ben Kingsley's Picard, mm. uh, Michael Madsen's uh, Riker. And I think we found a limit to, to Kingsley's acting ability. <laughs> well, he can't, well, apparently he, he, he has this gap where he can't do a Texas accent. Is that what he was supposed to be doing? I think it was supposed to be a Texas accent. Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't tell me that. I almost have want to go back and watch this movie just to try to catch his accent. It was something southwestern. I'm guessing. I'm just pinpointing it as Texas, but oh, that's embarrassing. But it tended to vary. That's really embarrassing. I mean, worse than Costner and Robin Hood. Yeah, I didn't even know he was trying to do an accent. I really didn't. That's a, that's really embarrassing. Well, anyway, you uh, you interrupted my uh, Star Trek: The Next oh. Generation parallels because we had uh, we had Alfred Molina as uh, LaForge, okay, we, <laughs> the geek. Mm-hmm. We have uh, and and if you want to play a drinking game with this episode, just see how many times I can mispronounce uh, Marg Helgenberger's name. <laughs> Is that it? Okay, I'm, I wasn't even going to try. Who was um, who was of course Crusher, Doctor yeah. Crusher. Almost had the same hairdo. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. Oh, and and Michael Madsen is Worf. Oh, I said Riker actually. Oh, Riker, yeah, little Riker, little Worf. Ooh, I you know I completely forgotten about Worf. Um, yeah, more of a Worf. Yeah, because he was kind of the heavy. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that that leads me to the whole theme of this movie that was just so annoying. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of things that I just, you know, laughed about, and it was funny, but this theme just irked me. (laughs) All right, this is obviously a movie that was, we want the geeks to come and see this, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So we have all these sci-fi things in here. We get the naked supermodel. Right. But (sighs) look at what they're trying to tell you in this. (laughs) Well... First off, there's the annoying Michael Madsen as the alpha male. Mm -hmm. And I mean, could they not beat you over the head anymore with that? I mean, the scene where where Natasha Henstridge is fantasizing about him, pretty much recreating the stupid cologne commercial practice, (laughs) only they weren't joking. Yeah. (laughs) They were serious. All the way up to Marg... Helgenberger. <laughs> I, no shots yet, ladies and gentlemen. I think we may have a title. Stay dry. Stay dry. All right. We have uh, up to where she you know, finally seduces him and is just so desperate to, to seduce him. Mm-hmm. And the scene where she's on her knees and pulling down his boxer. Oh, my, yes. Looking up in <laughs> awe. <laughs> And I was just like, I'm just like, yeah. What? <laughs> Did they just reference what I thought they referenced? I mean, what on earth was this? <laughs> and, and just that whole romantic subplot, was it me or was that just really uncomfortable? You know, 
it's uh, the savior of the movie, which uh, kind of mm-hmm. brings me a little off topic. But the absolute savior of this movie, the the only guy that comes through looking like a champ, Alfred Molina. I don't know if he even did. He showed up. He took his role seriously. Actually had a bit of range there to it. He he may have been the, may have done that the most of those five. Because I will say, Natasha Henstridge can act her way out of a paper bag, right. but Neither she tr- Michael Madsen. But well, she can act her way out of a paper bag. She tried. Right. She gave her all. Oh right. Oh yeah. Michael Madsen too. I mean, yeah, but, he I can't, would, but what can he I do? Would, you know, he has no talent. But he. But that's my issue. That's my. I think my big problem with the movie of those five, even Madsen. Because that's what he does. That is his only. That is the only part he plays. The heavy. Right. Right. He wasn't even as didn't play that as well as usual. None of those five tried. I think Madsen tried, but there's only so much he can do. Maybe uh, ability wise. Yeah. No. Well, that's, yes, there is so much ability wise, but he didn't. Perf- he didn't give what he normally gives. But he was supposed to be a romantic guy too. Oh, true. true. That the women wanted. Yeah, I guess. Which, I mean, if you think about the whole the premise of this movie, is that the lust for a woman leads to the destruction of everything. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, that is so what they were saying. That the chick, uh, you know, the, the the lusting after a chick just ruins everything, man. Mm-hmm. So put that into the terms of, of a geek world there. <laughs> And couple that with that awful scene with Marg Helgenberger and uh, Michael Madsen. And, of course, the the lead to all hell breaking loose is Alfred Molina being seduced. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What are they saying there? (laughs) How am I not to read that into this? The geek got some and got killed. Right. Right, the geek got some, therefore, not only did he get killed, could lead to the entire world's destruction. Yes, yes. (laughs) The subtlety of a mallet. (laughs) (laughs) To the forehead. Which leads to the first thing I'm going to nitpick. Okay. Okay, so she... Okay, so she is a combination of human and alien DNA. Yes. She reproduces with a human. Right. Wouldn't her offspring be less, more human and thus less dangerous? Sure, of course. But I guess they're, I don't know, dominant recessive genes, who knows? Mm. They'd be mixed. They wouldn't be as powerful, sure. You want to talk about a nitpick? Oh, my God. <laughs> There's two great nitpicks here. One of, one of them's really minor, but annoyed the hell out of I me. Might, I might just, I'm, I'm overlooking a lot, but... She swipes the conductor's clothes. Okay, that's in my notes. As she's coming out of the cocoon mm-hmm. and all this birth crap yeah, all yeah. over the place, Stay wide, kills the conductor in the clothes. The clothes looked like they came just out of the dry cleaner. <laughs> and well, not only that, they fit her perfectly, even though the the conductor was a, a larger woman. Right. And 
unless she has some sort of alien technology that removes blood stains and <laughs> uh, and whatever the gunk was hmm. that forms of an alien cocoon. And, Who knows? Did you notice? Okay, this is you know she has no lines up to this point. She's still right. played by the younger actress, Michelle Williams, who's a better actress than yes, uh, yes. She's actually she's her performance was actually pretty good. Um, yes, yes. I said you know you're in trouble when that's the best actor so far. Oh. <laughs> um, but during her transformation, when it's still Michelle Williams, uh-huh. she says, oh, God, help, oh, and oh, no. Even though, as far as we know, she knows no English at that point. <laughs> she's a fast learner. The, the, they couldn't beat that over that word. She's looking to see how he starts the car and drives it because she's going to know how to drive now. Is that how she learned to drive? Yeah. Okay, because that was also in my notes. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. Yeah, she uh, watched the guy start the car when she was going from the club with them. Okay. I was like, ah, well, I guess that was subtle. There, that was subtle. There you go. Or I was just <laughs> ignoring. I was probably playing solitaire at that point. Uh, how, about, <laughs> how about this for a nitpick? Um, how did that alien arm mate with the rat at the end? Hmm. <laughs> how did the DNA of this alien thing... Get combined together with, with the DNA, DNA of a rat. rat. Yeah. Um, Which is what they implied at the end. Yes. Some sort of asexual reproduction. And if so, why the hell didn't it do that in the first place? <laughs> yeah. Well, why there would have been no movie. Exactly, John. <laughs> exactly. Put us out of our damn misery. <laughs> 20 minutes into it. Oh, there's no movie here. Sorry. Okay, furthering the nitpicking. <laughs> Yeah, that's enough nitpicking. <laughs> furthering it, I've got a couple more. Oh, furthering. Um, there's a scene early on, but before she escaped and they try to gas her. Uh-huh. You've got these techs in biohazard suits setting up the gas tanks. Yeah. They're wearing full biohazard suits, yet when she breaks the glass, they start choking on the escaped <laughs> gas. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. That's so true, though. And and this is something that, that, I, that doesn't pin down to the movie, but... It's just, um, I think this is actually pointed out somewhere on IMDb or uh, Wikipedia. Okay, so this is a group of scientists. Biological science of some sort. Right. Yet it is generally known that the female of all predatory species are the less aggressive, are the more aggressive. <laughs> That's so true, too. Well, that was the whole thing. That that, that goes in with the theme, you know, the the misconception of the geeks of, of the woman that, you know, but the real alpha man, he knows more women better well, than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That just played along with that. I mean, True. the whole movie is just the whole thing about you stupid beta males, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be more like Michael Madsen who can't act to save his life. <laughs> Seriously, though, Molina kicked ass of this. <laughs> I don't think any of them did. I gotta say, I mean, Molina may be the better, the, put in the best performance right. in, in the it's movie. It's one thing to look good in a good movie. It's another thing to look good in a steaming pile like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is talent. <laughs> There's no other way to say that. That is talent. But even he was kind of sleepwalking, I think. He had he like phoned four it in. scenes. True, true. But he made the but, most of them. The bar he, seat and everything, he was good. Yeah, he wasn't, you know, he, unlike Kingsley and, and you know, um, Whitaker, um, I hate to ref- make this reference again, I know we called the moratorium on the on these, but 
they might as well have been walking around with sandwiches. <laughs> oh, Kingsley, forget about it. I, I, Kingsley and Whitaker, the, those two... They might as well have had a sandwich in their hand the whole time. I, I, they could have been playing solitaire throughout <laughs> the movie. I mean, really, what was going on with those two? Who who tries to act like Marina Sirtis? But then again, with that dialogue, how could you take this seriously? Yeah, yeah. He was angry. No shit, really? <laughs> Unless he was... I got it. Because this was before Austin Powers, right? Uh, he was a yeah. predecessor to Basil Exposition. <laughs> Gotta love Basil Exposition. That is probably the greatest character mm. ever put in a movie. <laughs> Second only to freaking Cage. Of course. <laughs> uh, so, and of course, Mark Helgenberger... I haven't really seen her in much to know what she can do. CSI. She's the same character. Uh, okay. I know same she was, character. I know she was in China Beach. I've actually never seen an episode of that. Apparently, I've never watched CSI, so I really don't know her. Yeah, not not much going on there either. That, okay. that is about as good as she can as she can do. I think. Okay. Yeah. Sad to say. Mm. Um, how about those special effects? That is okay. That is the one bright spot. What? The special effects were good. I had to check what year this movie was made. Really? I thought some of those alien those alien things at the end. Mm-hmm. I thought I was watching the 1980s version of Clash of the Titans. I mean, <laughs> oh, okay. Some of the the yeah, there there were some bad Winston impersonations at the end, but for this the most movie part, movie had a thirty million dollar budget. Oh, okay. This movie, let me repeat that and say that one more time out there. This movie had a $30 million budget. I think I, I was, because of everything else, I think I was, I kind of went into B mode and I was judging the effects as a B movie. Exactly. And then they looked good. The special effects were probably a step above Army of Darkness. Yeah, fair. Yeah. And this was like what? Uh, this this was a couple of years, just a year or so after Army of Darkness, okay. right? I think so. Yeah. 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 Thirty million. I hope they paid Kingsley and Whitaker a lot. Yeah, that. I think that's where most of it went. I think so too. And the whole uh, Kingsley Whitaker thing kind of gets to something that we've alluded to many times, but never really Thanks. flat out said. We can forgive lack of ability, but not lack of effort. Right. I think I said something like this when we watched, uh, or we talked about Troll 2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think we had a bit of a disagreement on it, matter of fact. Right. I maintain that they tried. I know they were not. They had no ability. <laughs> they but were they tried. It. But they anyway, phoning it in. not to get back to that. Again, okay. Flat out in this one, definitely. Whitaker and Kingsley definitely phoning it in. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's the Ron Bennington, you can see the check sticking out of the back pocket exactly. while they were doing it. Even more so in this case. Right. Anything, I think anything else we've done before. So, um, you know, we had some uh, technical issues. Yeah, um, just in case the edit doesn't work, um, I just lost power about ten minutes ago, so... <laughs> uh, 
And while we were sort of on a break, I was kind of putting around going, okay. Uh, I went to the Wikipedia article, and uh, it mentioned the uh, fantasy of the alien and uh, lusting after Michael Madsen mm-hmm. and how that was more that was supposed to have been or was originally shot but that was more um, actually I think it's the comic version of the movie they did the whole concept that it was supposed to be where they actually have sex uh-huh. and Michael Madsen turns into a creature himself Okay, yeah, I do remember reading that. Impales her. Yes, yes. Impaling yes. her and killing her and waking her up in, from the nightmare. Where the subtext completely becomes text. Yeah. Yeah, it does. All right, so let's um, let, let's bring us to uh, oof. Um, well, I do have one thing in my notes. We discussed this before because I I couldn't oh. bring myself to watch it again. Right, and I um, wouldn't expect you to. But I do have one thing in my notes that I don't remember what it was in reference to. Maybe you will have a clue. Um, All right. Let's play a game. What was John thinking? uh, I just pointed out, this was another nitpicky thing. Uh, Liquid gasoline isn't volatile, only the vapors are. But I don't remember the scene where I would have noticed the, you know, liquid gasoline catching on fire. Oh. (laughs) That was the flammable sewer. Oh, okay, the end, right. I'm sitting there going, what, what's in this sewer that would just cause everything to go... <laughs> like this whole inferno. For no reason. Yeah. Just to create the effect. Which, by the way, this movie was done after Terminator 2. Okay, yeah, I think that really says it all about the effects. Right. And the other thing Wikipedia said that was interesting was that the alien was designed by the same person who did... Get ready for it? Hmm? Alien. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, have the a, same design. A bit of trivia <laughs> of about that. H.R. Uh, Giger, who did the, the Alien, the Aliens for Alien. Yeah. Um, during the production, they opted not to shoot the Nightmare Train sequence to keep the cost down. Okay. He Giger was not willing to accept this and foot the bill to have it shot. $100,000. Of his own money, just to finance that shot with the cha- the train with the chomp, you know, with the teeth and her running. Money not well spent. No. no because that was one of the cheesiest effects in the movie, if you ask me. Yeah. And speaking of cheesy, and this is my last point on the, the film itself. Let go, you motherfucker, <laughs> has to be the worst attempt that a dramatic effect ever. Yeah. I mean, imagine Dirty Harry <laughs> just saying, stop that. Pretty much. <laughs> what was that supposed to be? <laughs> and didn't uh, Ridley do that in Aliens? You know, let go of her, you bitch. When yeah, he was well, in the machine. And and it's it's almost the same one. Right. Sigourney Weaver pulled it off. Right. And it was Mar- it was Marg Helgenberger, my one attempt at saying the name, who had the line, right? No. It was it was Madsen, I think. Oh, it was. Yeah. He should have really done a better job with that. <sighs> no. He couldn't have. <laughs> Um, the only time Michael Madsen is good as a movie 
is if a Steeler's wheel is uh, playing. Mm, well, yeah. <laughs> I still maintain he, he does play the heavy well, and and the romance angle, and you know, they may have he wasn't as heavy as he's accustomed to playing. So. It, you know what? If they had named the character Toothpick Vic, mm. I would have forgiven some more. Mm. But no, no, no. So anyway, we're, we're up to sequels. remakes, remakes, sequels. sequels. We've we've covered sequels. Um, don't yeah, bother. sequels. This movie, this movie was already a remake and a sequel in a way, kind of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if we were to recast it, obviously, the no-brainer uh, for the creature, for Syl, mm-hmm. uh Hopkins, of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's really just random hot chick. Yeah. Take your back. <laughs> Whoever you're in the mood for. <laughs> right. Um, or Hopkins. Yeah. <laughs> or what the hell, Bill Cobbs. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> that could be interesting. <laughs> I would like to mate with the male. <laughs> Where can I go to meet some men? And we have our outtake. <laughs> uh, that's uh, that Scott is getting a little too uh, punchy here. <laughs> okay, now, now on a serious note, um, serious note, right? For the the lead cast, um. For the for Kingsley's character, actually, who I, th- I think might be an interesting casting there, um, Morgan Freeman. Yeah, that does work. Because he's never phoned it in. No, he hasn't. Uh, Honestly, with the um, the remakes, mm-hmm. I've already done the cast. Okay. We just take the Star Trek The Next Generation cast. Okay, yeah, because I was thinking Marina Sirtis for the empath, yeah. Exactly. We throw them all in there. I was already going to say that. They do their thing. Um, just... Uh, How okay. would Molina look with the visor on, anyway? Uh, well, um, just think, um, <laughs> uh, Spider-Man 2 with a bit more hardware. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, I had no idea he was, that was him at the beginning of Raiders. Hmm. And just be- the whip. before we get to the ratings, um, just, sure. I, I have one more thing in my notes that I, I really need to bring up. Nipple tongues. You're channeling Richard Coyle from Coupling. Yes. <laughs> that was my Jeff moment. Who has to quit the show because people were walking up to him and yelling, Breasts! <laughs> That's who should go in this movie. That's a Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> oh, God, yes. He just looks at the alien and goes, breasts. <laughs> or a parody where she tries to seduce Jeff. <laughs> to explain, if you haven't seen the movie like we need to explain, there's a moment where she chokes. I think it's when Kingsley dies. Yeah. This tongue comes out of her nipple in alien form, of course, and chokes, lifts him up, hangs him, basically. Right. Um, and I just had to point that out. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. That leads us to brains, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Um, I'll go first. Um, and this is going to be, I think, one of, I didn't do, I didn't check, but I think this is one of the lowest ratings I've gone in a really? while. I'm going two. You're going two, huh? Because it did look good. And yeah, there was nudity. So it had its redeeming <laughs> factors. You mean it wasn't senseless nudity, John? 
Not this time. So it did, it wasn't completely without <laughs> redeeming values, so I can't go one. So I'm going two. I am giving this a whole brain. Um, I think the chick from Life Force may have been hotter. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the acting in Life Force is better. Well, yeah. uh, uh, the the FX for Clash of the Titans minus Olivier. <laughs> uh, I will. I did like Molina. Um, Henstrich was nice to look at, of course. But uh, other than that, this was always the celluloid. <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, uh, if you want to see a better SETI-based sci-fi film, and I seriously recommend this one, and we should put this on the list. If you say contact. No, no, God, no. I forgot <laughs> about that one. All right, all right, good. No, The Arrival. <laughs> I could just see, Scott? Scott, where'd you go? You're recording. No, about the same time. I think, <laughs> Click. I think, it, I think it came out around the same time, The Arrival. Uh, Charlie Sheen, um, Ron Silver. Really yeah, good movie. That from, was a good one. Yeah, see that Why one. didn't we get that at the movie theater? Why didn't we get Contact instead? It was a little before the, our time, I think. No, that no, was the same time Contact was out. That was when we had the theater. So this was they were all there were all three SETIs came out around that same time then. Yeah, they were very close together. Um, yeah, the arrival, great movie. We should put that on the list. We'll talk about that some week. Um, okay, so I think we're up to what have we learned? Wow, what have we learned? Um, uh, don't touch that chick. You don't know where she's been, and it could lead to the destruction of the world. I was actually, I'm actually going with something very similar. Um, okay. I learned to not sleep with strange women who break into my hotel room. <laughs> I've also learned that if you dye your hair brown, no one will recognize you. And I've learned including that... Including a professional manhunter. Mm. <laughs> and I learned that everyone needs to give to the um, Ben Kingsley Needs a Dollar Fund. I'd say also the Forrest Whitaker Fund. Yeah, yeah. Please adopt uh, Forrest Whitaker. Him too. Get a matching set. Yes. So that leads us to go to zombietakeout.com. We've got the descriptions, the album art, our ratings, of course the show. I'm not feeling the love out there, Uncle John. No. I'm not feeling the love at all. Of course, you should know that you can comment on the episode at zombietakeout.com as well. Yes. You can um, even argue with this. Yeah, if say you liked this movie for some reason. We suck, and um, we we don't know what we're talking about, and that uh, species should have swept the Oscars that year. Don't do that, because I think they might send the white coats after you. <laughs> I'd love to hear though. I'd love to hear like a thesis on why species <laughs> movie of the century. And on that note, until next week, always remember, never forget, wherever you go in life, there you are. There you are. Take a look at those beautiful wealth. Just beautiful, beautiful.
where can I go to meet some men? 